This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, here with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Today on the program, we've got a lot of ground to cover, so hang on. First, we have some uh, listener emails to get to that were uh, sent over the weekend. Then we'll hear from Alan Lee from Lee's Storm Shelter as he talks about what is needed to provide a shelter that can withstand some of Mississippi's most severe weather. Also, we'll be uh, taking questions about your latest home improvement project or fixes join the conversation this with us this morning by calling 877 mpb ring that's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fix it 101 at mpbonline.org how you fellas doing this morning man i'm doing great Doing great. Better than that, actually. Okay. Better than great. That's that's awesome. I don't even know the word for that. (laughs) Okay. We'll we'll figure one out for you. Okay. I'm blessed to be here. All right. Blessed to be here and great. Okay. So we start off happy today. We got guys working on? Well, um, that's part of the reason I'm I'm pretty happy. We've got some very large projects Uh um, uh, on the stove right now, if you will. Uh, we're building a batch uh-huh. house for a um, concrete company, Mississippi Materials. Mm-hmm. So that's that's exciting, a nice little um, out of the ordinary building. Project, yeah, yeah, sure. Instead of the you know bathroom remodel, which those are exciting too, but right. but nevertheless, that's fun. Um, right. You've gotten we, bored with bathroom remodels. Well, man. I don't want to say right. bored. I just <laughs> it's yeah. Okay. Um, right. And uh, working on a another r- fun project. It's the house was built in 1903. Um oh, so wow. that that's always fun. It's 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 a challenge but it is very re- rewarding when you can we're putting a room addition on it, so mm-hmm. it has to look like it was put there in nineteen oh three. Put there in nineteen oh three with today's labor, today's material. Right. So um had to th- make a lot of fun. trips to the mill, huh? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. How do you make that match when everything <clears throat> is uh, cut shorter now? Right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's a good point. Right. How about you, Dell? What are you working on? Right now we're still satisfying customers that's um suffering from the storm. We've um, got one of the houses put back together that uh, we had uh, torn up, you know, the tree damage. And I saw you up on a ladder, and yes. I saw a picture of you uh, working with a window. Yes, lots of maintenance, uh, lots of leaks, tons of leaks came in from the last rain. Okay. And uh, stopping those and shingles blown off, replacing those and things like that. A lot of repairs. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, in my home, I was doing some caulking this weekend, and I have I have some advice for you, okay? Mm-hmm. I was caulking. Here is the thing that you need to know when caulking. There's a couple of things you should do. First of all, put on a shirt that you hate, okay? just, just <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you're ready to throw away a shirt, put it on your body before <clears throat> you start caulking, all right? Because the easiest thing in the world is when you're caulking is to wipe that uh, caulk oh, yeah. off either either in a rag of some sort or if you got a real fast on your shirt. Uh, also have a wet rag around, have that around. But folks, let me say when you when you do this, um, caulking is not a thing that costs a lot of money. 
So don't freak out if you go through half a tube just trying to get the bottom of your bathtub right. tub done. You know, I mean, it's you can get several tubes of this stuff. It's not costly, and um, and and you might make a big mess of yourself in doing it, but it can make your your especially like a bathroom or a kitchen sure. just look amazing. It just really my, finishes my technique, it. <clears throat> I buy it by the case. Mm-hmm. I don't even buy one tube. I buy it by the case. Right. That's how much we use uh, caulking and, and sealants. And another thing, we wear gloves. And I, I got a special, like a cooking apron. Uh-huh. That looks like a Picasso. Um, right, right. <laughs> Where the, you wipe you your fingers off. Every of. time I wipe them right there. Gloves and all, just wipe them on that apron. Well, and I will say, anywhere you go, they sell, sell the five or seven mil nitrate gloves mm-hmm. um, and box. those are worth buying because it, they don't cost anything and of course you throw it away but if you're doing any paint project any caulking project anything like that those those cheap nitrate gloves the, the blue gloves like a doctor's gloves looking kind mm-hmm. of thing um, those those can save the day especially on a caulk job the thing with us using a lot of tar and all those messy ceilings that bubblegum mm-hmm. uh, lap caulking stuff Man, you have to have gloves and, and stuff that'll uh, clean up a mess. Right. All right. So uh, <clears throat> this week, if you want to get a call in, it's 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. Any questions that you're working on with your home? I wanted to start with a follow-up that we had from last week. Okay, so we had uh, Sissy called in or sent in an email last week and was talking about her fiberglass insulation under her conventional home that seemed to be falling yes. down. Yes, mm-hmm. I remember. <clears throat> so um, uh, she wrote in and said, thanks for answering my question. So it's okay that the fiberglass insulation has no backing. It is held up with pieces of wire that are pushed between floor joists and vents should be open year-round. Again, a question mark. Uh, and she said, thanks. But you did mention that uh, the vents should be open. The house should be able to breathe. That's my opinion. I, I really right. think the house needs to have air movement mm-hmm. um, all the time. Okay. Well, and it needs go. to be dry. Well, there you go. So, All right. Uh, That's the same with those uh, wind fans on top of your roof. People like to cover those up in the winter. Right. But they shouldn't. Really? They should not? No, Why is no, that? No. Because uh, the roof needs to be ventilated year round, even even when it's uh, cold outside. Sure, mm-hmm. okay, sure, right, good deal. Is it so? Are people covering them to to try to try stop to trap the, heat? But uh, oh, you know the house is a little more well insulated. I mean, your 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 attic, unless it is conditioned space, let's don't trap the heat in there. Right, uh, it's not doing anything for you. That's true, and it's not conditioned, which means it's as humid Mo- as it right. is. Most you know. are not conditioned. Right. Uh, some are, but most are not. Another follow-up email we got. We mentioned a gentleman was trying to put, if you guys remember, light pictures up on a, uh, you know, like kind of small 8 by 10 sort of frames on a plaster wall. And he was trying to do it without destroying the plaster. Oh, the peel and stick. Right, yeah. And we, we, we suggested the peel and stick, right. Uh, Lynn sent in an email and said, tip for hanging light objects on real plaster wall. A strong straight pin hammered in on a good angle won't chip plaster and not a visible hole. It's yeah. great for photos. I, you know I've what? Never tried that. I, mean, I can say all I've ever done is tried a nail in plaster, and that goes bad every time. Sure, it does. But um, I, I would say, okay, a strong straight pin hammered in on a good angle won't chip. Okay, mm-hmm. I I am going to have to trust you there. So I don't know. 
Anyway, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Let's go ahead and go to just another email here. This is this is great. Okay. <clears throat> what is a simple, and simple is in quotation marks, okay? What is a simple, cost-effective recipe for use on outdoor brick patio? I guess to clean it. Um, she says, uh, I have used bleach. What is best to use? In uh, a cost-effective recipe, what what I've used at my home, honestly, is half and half. It's yeah. it's, it's 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 one of the sprayer bottles, and mm. I fill it up halfway with bleach, and then the other half with water, and then away we go. Do you yeah. guys have any other Unless thoughts? Unless this thing got so bad where you need the amino, you know, the, the, the acid really, uh-huh. you know, when you done made a mess and. Oh, okay. You paint on bricks or something, and you want to wipe it off. We take the oh, okay, acid gotcha. and a wire brush. All right. So, but be careful with some of those things. You can really hurt your brick or, or your finish. Right. You know. So, what do you think about bleach on brick? You know, yeah. like the half and half mix. Yeah. I, which is which I is use dollar store products all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would probably get a house wash. Just you know, the bleach is bad about. You splash it up on your clothes, but right. I mean, where? There, yeah, wear you can buy house we, house wash, and um, mm-hmm. and and you can get that. There's so many different names for this stuff all over the place. They got driveway wash, yeah, and everything. Just, uh, there is, and if you if you smell the wash, there is some bleach in there. Probably, um, so. I, I may. I, I think I'd be a little concerned about my shrubberies and and grass, but but you think that'll work. If it's environmental friendly, it's environmental friendly. Well, yeah, but yeah. and bleach typically isn't. So, but okay, all right. Well, I've used it on brick before, and it will take the green off. Uh, but Dell mentioned something years ago, and I keep going back to this. Uh, even if you throw down some bleach, let's say if you have a brick <laughs> patio and you put down bleach, please get out a scrub brush. Yes. Don't make the bleach do all of the work. You know, uh, the, the, the green stuff will scrub off a little bit better, at least with a brush on the end of a broom handle or something like that. Yes, and they make that brush for the wash your house or your driveway or, or your car, any uh, right type of washing you're doing. Just buy the correct one. All right, All right let's go to uh, Craig real quick in Biloxi. What's going on, man? Craig? Are you with me? Well, almost. There you go, Craig. <laughs> and... So, anyway, we'll. Uh, oh wait, there he is. Hey, Craig, what's going on, man? Okay, yeah. Good morning. Morning. Yeah, I just, I just have a tip about uh, getting non-water-based caulk real smooth. Yes, sir. And, yeah, you put a little bit of dish soap in some water, and you spray it on there, and you can smooth it right out without having it stick to your finger. Oh my uh, gosh, Craig! I've never heard of that before. That is so cool. That is yeah. a great tip. Yeah, I, I use it on uh, when, I, when I'm doing roof tar stuff a little bit, and on boats uh, a lot, and, and around bathrooms a lot. A lot of that stuff, you know, it, it's not water based. It'll stick to your fingers. Right, right, yeah. So when you go, in other words, if you're putting down caulk, and a lot of times the the greatest tool you were ever getting given to to make caulk is is on the end of your hand. Yeah, it's a finger. That's right. It makes the best caulk uh, <laughs> lines in the world. But and and what Craig is talking about is that when you do touch it, it's going to stick to your finger. Um, that's a really good idea, Craig. So what are you doing? You putting uh, like some Dawn and water in a bottle or what? Well, you can either put it in a. Uh, you can either use a paintbrush to splash it around, or, or mm-hmm. you know, sometimes if I don't have anything, I'll just flip it on with my finger. 
huh. with my hand, but a spray bottle works real good. Okay. I've never heard of that before, and that sounds like a little bit genius hey, level. Hey, you know, another tip, if you will, less is always better when it comes to, to caulk. It yes. really is. Oh, yes. And, yeah. and, I, and I have a story about uh, my neighbor's trailer and ventilation underneath. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, they put solid vents all the way around. Uh, the trailer was put in there in 1985, mm-hmm. and the entire floor is rotten. Wow. Mm. Wow. Huh. Yes. You never know about somebody's situation. You yeah, know? so you so you do need ventilation under there, and and it's soaking wet under there. So you do need. Yeah. You, it, it helps to have the uh, barrier. You, you, right, you need a moisture barrier. You, it needs to ventilate, and it needs to be dry. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, right. that's it for this morning. I'm going back to my coffee. All right. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for that, call. Craig. Okay, uh, it's time for us to take our first break of the hour. When we get back, we'll take uh, your home improvement in questions, obviously. And uh, today's an open topic show. Also, we're going to be uh, talking to Alan Lee of Lee's Storm Shelter coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, We're ready to help. Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. MPBonline.org is the destination for everything Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Catch up on past shows from Think Radio, check out MPB TV or Music Radio, and become a sustaining member all from one place. Get connected now at MPBonline.org. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. I could not even say my own name this morning. And Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today is an open topic show. We want to hear from you about your home improvements. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, we're going to take a call right now from Al and Hamilton. How's it going, Al? Al? Al, are you with us? Hello, Al. I think Al was there. Or he was there. Uh, yeah. I think he's there. Right I think he's got us on mute, maybe. All right, Al. You just you just hang in there, man. You know what? Let's uh let's go ahead. I, a couple of weeks ago, I was in Tupelo. And we were talking about, you know, this has been just a horrific season for tornadoes in Mississippi. This year has been horrific. It's just crazy. Uh, Alan Lee from Lee's Storm Shelter, very busy man. Mississippi has been hit by 79 tornadoes this year. It's always good to be prepared for the next one, uh, wherever it could come. I first learned about Lee's Storm Shelter from the WTVA Tupelo Home Show last month, and it was really near, uh, really neat. There was this, this weird thing that happened. Uh, that, I'll let him tell you about it. But what, what kind of things do you guys work on, Alan? Well, the uh, we make a lot of different products, but one of the concrete product lines that we uh, have is storm shelters. Um, you know, storm shelters that we make. Some go like for outside the home, or they may go in new construction, mm-hmm. like for new homes. Uh, if an architect's got plans working with an owner uh, or somebody's developing a home or we can design around their parameters of size or they can use our standard models and incorporate them into their house plans. That's one uh, way that we see a lot of them get used. And then we have the models that after a home is built, 
and they have like a carport or a patio outside, mm-hmm. and they want to actually have a unit installed. And these are above all these uh, are above ground structures uh, that I'm speaking about at this time. Is uh, there? You can basically walk right in them, or if you're handicapped, you can. Uh, they're wheelchair accessible, right? Um, as a whole, but uh, they epoxy and anchor uh, directly to your concrete slab. Um, wow. We do, we do have the kite that you can put in where it's flush with your your carport. Mm-hmm. Um, that model is also available, but it's we have to get a contractor involved and right. that's a little bit more. Expensive. We've seen 76 tornadoes in 2019. If nothing chased people to your business, I don't know what it would, um, if not that. Uh, what does a homeowner need to get a tornado shelter? What, what does that require? Well, it varies from place to place, but sometimes they're involving, um, you know, permits from the city or to the county. depends on what county they're in. But in some cases, they don't need anything. You know, uh, they basically they can give us a call. You know, we can send them information with has an electronic brochure, or we can even, and turn around and email them a quote. But, right. you know, really just kind of explain what options that we have. We come out and we take care of the installation of the product. Um Usually the homeowner just has to have a place they pick out, and if it needs any site work prep, we'll work with them on that and, and giving them instructions on how to take care of that as well. Or if you want to have a concrete slab board, we can assist them where the place anchors and so forth if they want to do that. So, right. Um, you know, when I was there at the uh, at the show, I saw a brochure of yours, one of the larger rooms there that was incorporated into a new-build home. And the way they had it trimmed out and painted and everything, you couldn't tell it was a shelter room. It looked like another kind of a smaller little room, but it had lights and everything else. You know, I was I was I was really surprised. Yes, it is. Uh, that is definitely probably the most. You know, having having a shelter, I think probably one of the most important things a homeowner can do is deciding where to put the shelter and the type of shelter they need, mm-hmm. or storm shelter, safe rain is. Making it as accessible, friendly as possible, you know, something that doesn't take long to get there. You know, sometimes you have a really long notice, and other time you don't have not so much of a notice. But, you know, you just need to have it as close as possible because, you know, it is technology and things can happen. So. Well, and, and uh, let me ask, if you do above ground mostly, but also some below ground, correct? Yes, the below ground model we offer is uh, the, the one that goes directly in your carport. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be in, you would have to have, um, you know, we can either uh, reach out to the contractor to get in touch with that particular customer or give them contact info, but basically they have to go in the carport, um, saw cut an opening in which had the excavation removed with a, you know, small track of sort. Right. And they set this unit in and pour concrete around it. It's basically completely flush with your carport slab. Um the price is several thousand dollars more typically than an upgrade unit. Yeah, because uh, you're having to redo something else, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yes, there's a lot of extensive amount of um, work that gets done on site. Right. So, now, I noticed one of these that I went into when I was at the show had power to it. Do they? So you can have, uh, let's say, if I if I set up one of these tornado shelters, could I actually like. Put a TV and an antenna up out of it so that I could uh, watch the action as it happened? Absolutely. In most cases, you know, that's every shelter that we produce is above ground. Will they come 
free plumb on the hard wiring part, we don't we install the conduit or cast in the concrete uh, the conduit in the concrete. Oh wow! So it makes it really easy for the homeowner to either wire it up themselves or hire an electrician to come do so and. We typically don't do the wiring. So if we were to uh, come there and say, we want a tornado shelter, we want we want the big fancy one, about how long would that take for you to uh, complete? Well, depending on the time of the year, this time of the year we absolutely have a lot longer lead time typically right. uh, than most times of the year. But if it's a custom build unit, it may actually have less of a lead time than our standard models because, you know, there's – the, uh, the demand is really up on all our standard models, mm-hmm. and the custom model units they get built in a different department. It, it's usually the price is going to be higher than our standard models, but we can get it to them in a, probably a two-week turnaround custom build. All right, man, I'm going to turn the screws on you. I do this to everybody that comes on the show. So if I, uh, yeah, get me a, uh, a mid-range concrete tornado shelter above ground for my home, what price range am I looking at? Um, for your home, I would say in the range between, in the north part of the state, uh, Mississippi, uh-huh. you know, let's say from Meridian North. Right. You're probably, you're probably looking around, um, four to $5,000 roughly. Really? Yeah, that's just a ballpark. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's, uh, that's more reasonable than I thought it was going to be. Good deal. Uh, now, this might be a dumb uh, question, but what makes these structures so strong? I mean, why don't we just build stronger homes or like this? What's the deal? Well, concrete is uh, very dense and, and heavy, and there's a lot of advantages of having it. The sheer mass weight to surface area, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of amazing the things that you see that are still there, if there's just a big chunk of concrete in one area. And it, it's a lot of um, confusion sometimes about, hey, they're worried about these shelters lifting because they're above ground, but they're sitting flat on the ground. And in most cases, we do anchor them into the soils. Mm-hmm. But um, the sheer mass weight of it, the surface area is so great, it makes it really safe. So let's um, give it, you know what, I saw you guys bring this stuff in with like cranes and stuff. So what what does one of these things weigh? Uh, around 32,000 pounds down to about 21,000 pounds is the, our typical range. That yeah, it's not going anywhere. And uh, the steel door that's put on there, it's got to be constructed really heavy. You know, the, really, right. um, the design and all that because it, it does, it's going to be um, experiencing, um, you know, it could experience the worst of the worst of impacts being above grade like that. So. Right. And, and each of yours can take an impact from, say, a regular to oh, what about a, like a Cat 3, 4 her, uh, tornado? Well, the doors, yes. The shelters that we we build are they're built to, you know, they meet the, um, the standards of FEMA 320 all the, and incorporation of ICC 500. And they get reviewed as these new updated uh, designs come in. Um, so the door's been impact tested at Texas Tech, Women's Science center so that's um just more assurance you know i've got a wife and two kids and if i didn't have any uh i wouldn't have my family in it if i didn't trust it and and, uh we will continue to improve as we can improve that's fantastic there's a lot of good products out there so um well you did say that business is good for you right now though right yes yeah, I would We've think with all busy. the tornadoes this year that you would be, uh, 
Yeah, cat in a room full of rockers right now. So uh, yeah. I do appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad I got to see you guys at the uh, WTVA Tupelo Home and Garden Expo. It was crazy. We were there. That just happened to be when a cluster of tornadoes came in town. Yes, it actually hit my home. Uh, we got hit about 11.30 p.m. Saturday night in Hamilton. Wow. Oh, Hamilton really got it. Uh, yeah, that was quite a bit of damage. Yeah. Uh, a lot of folks were, were very fortunate. Yeah, we'll be uh, thinking about those folks in Hamilton and, and around the state that got hit that day, especially, and all the others. But uh, I really do appreciate you coming on. This is uh, Alan Lee from Lee's Precast Concrete, and uh, you can find them online. Where, where's the best way to find you guys? Well, if you can, uh, we have a, a Lee Storm Shelters, LeeShelters.com, uh, but they can like our Facebook page, it's Lee Storm Shelters. They can keep track of us on there, or if you want to, Reach out. Our website is www.leesprecast.com. Okay. And uh, what area of the state do you prefer to serve? We do most northern, you know, everything from Jackson North. We do a lot of business Jackson North and all the way over to Birmingham and Alabama. Um, wow. And over to the Delta. That's typically our service area. All the way up to uh, into Tennessee. Thank you. Thank you, Alan. Appreciate it a lot. Alan Lee of Lee's Storm Shelter. Very busy man. Appreciate that. And, you know, this has just been a really rough season for Mississippi. Hey, I mean, look at the numbers of tornadoes that that, that we've had just this year. Uh, Look at the storms that are coming in this week. Um, A storm shelter in this area is something that really needs to be considered. Um, hey, is that I, something, if you are selling a house, is that a thing that is a benefit as far as a, a cost benefit for a seller? You know, i built several of them. I have one in my personal home. Mm-hmm. Um, they are um, they don't take up a lot of space. I do them a little bit different than mm-hmm. what Lee was talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's just chocolate and vanilla. Right. Uh, I like to put them either in my master closet, mm-hmm. make that my storm room. Right. I can get to it very easily, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, another good option is your storage room in your garage. Right. Uh, the entire family can get there quickly. And uh, so... Cost standpoint, you're looking anywhere from six thousand to twelve thousand for a for a storm shelter, right. and uh, kind of weather we've been having. I think that's money well spent. There you go. Let's talk to uh, Al real quick. And as a matter of fact, Al Al is in Hamilton, which which got pummeled by those tornadoes uh, a few weeks ago. How's it going, Al? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for your time, gentlemen. Yes, sir. Did you get any damage from those tornadoes, Al? Uh, no, I. I was uh fortunately far enough out of town that, good for uh, you that, yeah yeah stuff that one thank you so and what can so we do sorry for, you? for everybody that suffered yes hey i've got a, a spouse who's become very allergic to dust so i've ripped up the floors the carpeting and put down hardwood and tile good mm-hmm. idea but where i've got a problem are the stairs mm-hmm. so the stairs are made out of pine Two by twelve, right? Yep. And of course, they've got knots and everything on it. Mm-hmm. And just about every, you know, looking at retreading and everything, putting oak down was right. about cost as much as the house. Okay, I'm exaggerating, <laughs> but hey. And uh, I'm not laughing at you. I, no, I'm right. <laughs> I agree with right. you. And so uh, I was wondering, can I? Is there something I can? seal up 
those knots with and the grooves, uh, maybe even the end grain, and then paint those stairs uh, or any yeah. other ideas you might have? Well, this is what I would do. I would I would uh, go to Pine. You can get Pine Treads. Uh, where do you live? In Hamilton. Hamilton. Oh, Mississippi. Is that that's a Mississippi? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just go Pine. Um, I, I'm it's I'm going from memory, but I want to say a Pine Tread is about twenty five dollars a tread. You probably have. 13, 14 treads. If it's going straight up, it may turn whatever. I don't know what the right. configuration is. Um, of course, they have to be cut. They they have to be installed. But um, that's one alternative. Have you looked right. at pine? I have not. No, because I've the wood flooring upstairs, uh, it's, it's uh, engineered flooring is okay. uh, oak. That's so okay. I was trying to come yeah. down. But I Just guess I could probably seen... Same. Yeah, I guess I yeah, could I would, yeah, I would. I would. I would. I would remove. That's a construction set of stairs. I would remove that. I would go in with my um, a painted uh, risers and pine treads. That's what. That's what. That's another alternative. Okay. Okay, and, and as soon as we got this call, Dell started uh, nodding, saying this guy needs new wood on his stairs. That oh, was yeah. the first thing he thought, first thing he said, uh, because uh, working with those knots and paints and everything else, you're just you're delaying the inevitable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's just a it's a construction set of stairs. Mm-hmm. If when that house was built, if it was going to have wood on it, they would have put the, the pine or the oak at that point. Right. Um, they elected to go carpet for some reason. So there you that's, go. That's well, what you have. To, um, carpet was popular back then. So a lot of people had it. Yeah, you're right. The steps. Well, and it's cheap. But I've uh, we've we've done, dealt with steps. We've done laminate on steps. We've done uh, really custom pine. Okay, several uh, different things when we take that carpet up. But yeah. um, the the cost effective way that we went was the one by pine and stained it, and it was it turned out great with a little router edge on it. Right, and oh, you yeah. get some good pine too. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks, Al. We appreciate it. Um, Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. It's time for another break. We want to, again, thank Alan Lee from Lee Storm Shelter for taking with uh, taking, ta- taking time with us today. He's a very hard guy to tie down for this time of the year. And if you want to listen back to his interview, visit mpbonline.org later on today. Now, for the rest of the program, we want to hear from you. So if you have questions, uh, just give us a call. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Org. Stay tuned. Fix It 101 after the break. I'm Robert Krilwich from Radiolab. We're told that smell triggers memories in the brain. So if you're in your car, let's try something. Roll up your windows and inhale. Okay? There are some memories you cherish and others that just um, linger. But now here's a thought. How about contributing this barrel of aroma that is your car to your favorite public radio station? And you might even get a tax deduction. Thanks. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. 
Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein. You are contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Today is our open topic show, and we're looking for your home improvement questions. We may as well start it off with Amy in Starkville. What's going on, Amy? Hello. Hi. Um, yes, I have a um, chimney that has the um, mortar on the bricks has um, cracked, mm-hmm. and when it rained, uh, the water uh, dripped down the chimney into the house. Not inside the chimney, but on the like the hearth part. Right, bummer. And, and so, so we covered it up, which looks pretty tacky. Mm-hmm. And then um, a friend of ours, that's a contractor recommended that we just remove the chimney and just seal it up since we don't really use the fireplace. Uh, you know, I've got two guys, and I know you can't see this, but both of the people who receive <laughs> money to build things are shaking their head yes. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, there's there's nothing wrong with that, Amy. Now, remember this. You, you once had a um, working fireplace in your house that I'm assuming would burn wood, correct? Right, but it has a gas um, light. It has a gas starter. Now, if you, in fact, close that fireplace off to where you cannot burn wood anymore, then you're going to have to convert that over to a non-vented gas log. If you want to use... Uh, if Well, yeah, I mean, if you see, there's some liability there. I've got a fireplace that looks like it can burn wood, right? but I've sealed it off now. Uh-huh. So it, it, we have to go to the other steps. You can't leave it like that. Uh, that's right, and do a non-vented set of logs, seal that flue off very safely so you don't catch a... Your house on fire in the attic. Right. Um, we just did this uh, earlier this week. So there's some steps to to make this happen. Yeah, okay? You can't just sheet rocket up and walk yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't just seal it off and say, I'm good. <laughs> now, the other thing, your house must have some age on it, correct? Pardon me? The house has, how, how old is your home? Um, It was built in 89. Oh, okay. So it's a it's a it's a younger home. It's not old. Yeah, yeah. No. The chimney should be able to be fixed. That that's that does sound man. That sounds awful young to have. If it's um, bricked, it should. I mean, that should be a mortar fix. There. Oh yeah, or maybe flashing. Has someone looked at this? Not really. Okay. The, and the weather's been kind of. Yeah, I I think we're jumping the gun here, tearing this chimney down. Right. Here. <laughs> um, it's not that old. No, it's really not. So I think you get someone out there, you look at the chimney, get a good doctor's report, mm-hmm. then you will have enough information to make an educated decision. Yeah, and might and just need a tuck point. Amy, if you if you think about it, yeah, like like Dale is saying, you know, it may just need a, a twenty dollar fix for all you know. You, sure. you know, you, you gotta have somebody look at it though. That's right. Well when I went into the attic when I saw the water dripping onto the hearth, mm-hmm. um, it was on the um Things and stuff were wet, so I'm not sure how long water had been getting into the attic, onto the beams, and mm-hmm. um, dripping down the brick. But I'm concerned that maybe that might have um, 
Well, you should there, things up there, you know, the um, integrity of that. Yeah, I, I've got some history in Starkville. There are some very, very good contractors there. Uh, in fact, some of them used to work for me. So um, reach out to a contractor. Get a, get a good Have report. Have a look at it. Yeah, and then and then especially get, get, before you swing a hammer in. Yeah, gather enough information where you can make a make the right decision. Okay, yeah. good. Thank you. Sure. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, let's just keep on moving to Bert and Jackson. What's going on, Bert? I've got to close up a house out of town mm-hmm. and keep it secure while we're away from it. And it was suggested that I take a uh, plyboard and cover over the door frame. Yep. And I can't put a four by eight sheet all the way up there in my little car and. If I measured a door frame, is it a standard size uh, here as it is there? So I can cut it down? Yeah, well, chances are your front door is three foot. Three right. Foot. Okay. That's a standard front door on a house. Uh, and how tall is it, Jeff? It, oh, it's, it's, it's six, eight, probably. How, how old's the home? Oh, 50 years old. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's probably a 3068. Okay, so just so, add three inches on the side. Yeah, but just just get your plywood once you come down here. Well, I've got a sheet. I'm cheap. I've got a sheet of plywood. <laughs> but you have a car, so you're going for ten dollars. I mean, or fifteen, right? I, I, I can fit. No, I've got it's a hatchback. I can fit the, the board okay. inside the car. I got you. Oh, okay. I can't shoot a, put a four by eight sheet in the car, but I could. I could put one three. That's right. That's right. Yeah, cut cut it three and a half wide, and uh, uh, it's four by eight. And cut it seven foot tall. That's going to give you plenty of to do that front door. Now I yeah. don't know what else you're boarding up. Okay. Well, I I may also cheat and cut the thing in half. Well, that and, and, and piece it together when I get up there. There you go. That's yeah. even a better idea. I like that. Other okay. yeah. Right. It's take us off. Quite as secure, but it'll work. Right. Sure will. <laughs> just yeah. Just take another two by four, will you? Right. So, Three and a half by seven. Yeah. Yes, sir. Hey, I'm just curious. Where Where are you driving in from? Uh, from? From Jackson. Oh, okay. All right. Gotcha. All right. Okay. Uh, Thank you. Appreciate it, Bert. Yes, sir. All right. Got a, an interesting email here, guys. And uh, this one, I've been waiting to tell you this one because this is going to be a lot of fun. Ready? All right. Got a email in from Carol. And she says, my granddaughter and uh, uh, and her husband are buying a home built in 1934. All right. This home is built in 1934. It has a fuse box. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, they, she says, they are technology astute, and we feel they need a breaker box. Is that doable in an estimate cost? Uh, well, let's, let, let's stop for a moment. <laughs> And, and and being able to properly uh, navigate social media is really different from sticking your hand into a, a box, a power box. Uh, let's direct them to the electrician. Yeah. First of all, let's answer the first question. Okay. Should we upgrade our electrical system? Absolutely. Absolutely. Without a, a doubt, upgrade yeah. that electrical system. Yeah, because it's just a big fire waiting to happen right uh, now. And, and it's not that expensive. Um, and again, it's so hard to diagnose over the radio, sight unseen, right. have no idea. But, you know, I would get prepared to spend $1,500, $2,000. I would upgrade my my outdoor panel. I would upgrade my indoor panel. And then, again, what kind of wiring built in 1934? 
it, it could be knob and tube. It's right. It, the carpet the wire. wiring mm-hmm. in that house needs to be updated. Now, it's probably a small house, mm-hmm. so that would that would help with the cost of upgrading this. But I would highly recommend upgrading it. I've got a cabin out in the woods, 100 years old. First thing I did was upgrade my electrical system. Right. Yes. Because you don't want that fire hazard. That's right. Trouble. That's right. And Carol, you know, uh, and I know a lot of people are uh, technology technology astute, as she, she says needs here. A license I, understand, I understand that, that and, and folks can be really good at things, but when it comes to electrical, it's it only takes one mistake, Carol. It's, it's just that. So you may as well get a pro to at least look at it and say, yeah, you can try this, or no, don't mm-hmm. even get near it. You know, I, I would at least have one pro look at it to make sure. A um, couple of them, because you're going to need a good, um, I mean, I don't know their budget, but at least, you know, set a budget on this and get ready to rewire your whole house. Okay. You know, and, and that's upgrade. not, yeah, and that's not a bad idea because it can be. Especially for an investment like that. You don't want to well, put out, too much into something and don't do the steps needed. Outside of that, you're going to get better efficiency. You're going to get better performance because you're probably going to convert that stuff. That's right. Um, so there you go. And, and didn't she say her folks were moving in it or something? No, granddaughter and husband. Her granddaughter and her husband. Oh, absolutely. And they're young people. Oh, of course. So, yeah. And no, let's get this thing up there. I can even sleep. Right. <laughs> All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. It's time for our last break of the hour. You still have time to get your home improvement questions answered this morning, so give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. If you're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio, we appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Oh, the fun in the breaks. And if you missed any of today's programs, you can always listen back by podcast using the podcast app or our MPB public media app. Also listen to the rebroadcast every Saturday at 9, right before Gestalt Gardner. All right, let's go to uh, Diana in Jackson County. She's got a 1950s home with aluminum wiring. You with us, Diana? I am. Thank you. Thank you. So what's going on? Well, nothing actually is happening, but because the the house is in 1950s with the aluminum wiring, I'm just questioning whether or not, you know, regarding safety, whether or not it's okay to stay with that aluminum wiring or whether it needs to be redone. We've had the house for 40 years and no problem. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. here's Here's the problem with aluminum the way I understand it. Uh, electrical wires heat heat up as you pull energy through them, and then they cool off. Then your connections get loose. That's where problems come in. Uh, but a lot of those were soldered together. Mm-hmm. So um, there's, I think the the quick knee jerk to that is. If it's in the budget, change it out. Right. Uh, but then the I think the other argument would be, well, Jeff, it's been good for forty years, right? And and that's a so, project for the next owner. 
yeah. you know, in the sale. Um, and if you're not pulling uh, no more, you know, like adding on. Any more current. Yeah. Right. So I guess you could stay the same. If it's not broke, you don't have to fix it. Yeah, well, like if you're adding another room or something. There's a lot of houses. You've got a lot more guests. There's a lot of houses out there with <laughs> aluminum wiring. I yeah, mean, there are. They're, it's not broken. <laughs> It is not. I don't know. It's not up to code, Diana, and, and I'm sure anyone who would uh, uh, buy that home might actually look at replacing them. But if everything's working fine for you and you That's, feel safe. Yeah. You know, if you got enough outlets in the room where you don't have to have three extension cords plugged into one um, right. three-way splitter. Right. Well, and, and uh, does it has anyone ever worked on the electrical since then, Diana? Because I know in the 1950s it didn't have as many receptacles. That's right. Oh, yes. Um, there's, there's lots of receptacles in every room, and the only thing we've changed is we upgraded the AC system, but that was like it's 10 on, years on. ago. Right. And so that's about it. We've added no rooms. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't, I, no I, I don't see I, th- I think I'm okay, actually. Yeah. Okay, now. Well, we're gonna get an electrician call us and tell right, us and why we're not okay. But angry, but yeah, but I think <laughs> we're know, okay. You don't have no easy bake ovens and all. You right. Know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks, sure. Diane. All right, I have a question here for you guys, and this this one's going to be a lot of fun. All right, and this is going to take up most of the day here. All right. Hello, my wife and I are at wit's end concerning our hot water heater. Here are the facts: We started having problems with our hot water heater around October 2018. After about six or seven minutes of running hot water in our shower, it starts to get cold. We can keep turning the knob to make it hotter, but after 10 minutes, at the most, we are completely out of hot water. This has been happening daily for the past six months. It happens everywhere else in the house as well. The kitchen, the laundry room, guest bathroom. I called out a plumber in January, and they checked the voltage across the heating elements, and they're all getting 118 volts. They said that there was some corrosion on the bottom element, and a small burn mark in the insulation, but that it seems to be working as it should. They checked to make sure that we were getting hot water and said they didn't know what else to do. The hot water heater was replaced in 2016, so it's a fairly new unit. Uh, We have a three-person household, but we never take two showers at once. Is there any advice you have? I would rather try to fix it before I just go out and buy a new one, but I don't want to call out another plumber. So, uh, yeah, I hate the first thing I mentioned this in the break, folks, uh, to Jeff and Dell, and the first thing that came out of Jeff's mouth was, or Dell's mouth was, cut your losses. You already had a machine that's that's put you through it so far. What do you guys really think? What do you think? Is this something that he should really chase after to fix, or should he be looking at? But would this still be under home warranty if it was uh, put in in twenty sixteen? Or the well, warranty for the product? Yeah, maybe. the product I would think would be under warranty. Um, so I think that's the first thing I'm going to investigate. Now, just because we had a plumber come look at it, mm-hmm. uh, was that plumber? Um, I say one? this. I say this all the time. The worst doctor that graduated from med school. Could could have been the worst doctor in the class, right? I mean, come on. There's different levels, right? Yeah, of doctors and there's different levels right. of plumbers, so, right? Right. So I, 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 it's fairly new. I think I'm going to have it checked again. Um, there is a reason. Yeah. Now the other side of me says I'm with Dale. Let's get rid of it. Let's get a tankless water heater. 
you've got as much hot water as you have time. Right. Man, so, I don't know why you're not in the tankless industry. Yeah. You'd make a fortune. I love a tankless water heater. <laughs> the thing so, that, that, that concerns me so is, awesome. is that little burn spot. You know, once he saw any burn spots around the element, I would have been wanting to change it. It, it kind of sounds yeah. like he's got an element that went out like there. Like it's working part time. Right. And there's probably two elements in that tank mm-hmm. um, and by the way so. uh to to the person that sent this in you can change your own element you yes. can sure you can and and too i mean here here here's the other side to this thing um <laughs> it's been happening i no one in the house can take a shower right so how frustrated are we in the morning oh i'm getting up i'm going to work it's monday morning and i can't take a shower right. shower so <laughs> I mean, come on. Let, yeah, yeah, let, that's got to be let's, fixed. Let's do something to get the family some hot water. I think that's a great idea. Take it apart. See if you can't fix the uh, heating element. If not, uh, uh, hire a plumber, spend more money on it, or, you know what, just get another one. Yeah. I mean. There you go. Sorry about that. Yeah. Sometimes they work out. I wish we had better news. Right. There you go. All right, folks. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Del Moore and Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech, with Mr. Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPV Think Radio. 